how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. To infinity and beyond! Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? It's classified. You talking to me? I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. I can't lie! Expecto Patronum! Entertainment X. You never know what you're going to get. For this episode, I sit down and chat with Michael Lord. Michael is a model manager and so much more. He's traveled all around the world training and helping create careers for individual models. This is a really interesting conversation because we dive deep uh, to the ins and outs of the modeling industry, uh, where he finds different talents, what it means and what it takes to be a model, and his upbringing, and so much more. So I really hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did having the conversation with Michael Lord. Keep on keeping on. We're back. I'm Clayton Howe, and today with me on the phone is Michael Lord. Michael, thank you for chatting with me this morning. Hey, thank you for uh, for having me. This uh, is this be is, fun. Yeah, this will be a good. This will be a great conversation. It's uh, we met in New York City through Cat uh, Carter, <laughs> one of the models, yeah, the yeah. many models of the world, and uh, in layman's term, you're her agent manager yes yes exactly okay. i mean it's uh cool. i guess yeah yeah uh yeah I, I guess the the model and uh uh model world slightly different than uh than the actor and talent side of it so you know when you when you get into talent managers and agents it's, it's the terms kind of mean something a little different but anyway it's uh We'll go with that. That's, that's that's a good summary. That's perfect. Okay, <laughs> very good. And for you, it's you know you're you're now in this uh, agent model scouting division, president of modeling corporation world. But you started as a model, correct? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's going. That's, that's yeah. That's years ago. I mean, uh, yeah. That's that's how I got into it. it um, it's a little bit of a weird world, uh, which I'm, I'm sure most people would 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 come to uh, come to terms with. But um, yeah, it, it, it was kind of that's how I got my foot in the door. I mean, other than that, you know, you don't go to school to be a, uh, a model and talent agent. I mean, it's just it's yeah. But, uh. Now, yeah, and you know, this is a good point you're bringing up because I've had. Uh I had on Dale, I don't know if you're familiar with True Model Management in New York City. They do more of the fit modeling division. I had yep. on Dale Noel. She's yep. the founder of that. And then she had uh, she had set me up with some of the other like designers. And it was a very, you know, the conversations each time were, well, this wasn't what I was planning to do, but it's what happened. And I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, you know, like growing up in Canada, what were you? What did you want to be when you grew up? What What did you have your, your <laughs> eyes set on? Well, uh, I think like any any young kid, you kind of go through the spectrum of uh, I don't know. I think I wanted to be an astronaut at one time, a superhero <laughs> somewhere around there. Yeah. That yeah. uh, so as you start to narrow down into a little more realistic, dream would have been you know paid millions of dollars to play uh, professional hockey, but that didn't pan out um 
And I just, you know, I, I went to school and I've just always been involved in, in numbers and business. And so after I finished my degree um, in business management, uh, I, I just thought for, for a, to sit in a bank, it was just like, I just, it just didn't seem right. And then I had an opportunity. I was actually scouted uh, while I was still at school by an Italian agent. Um, and then after I graduated, I, I went overseas right away. And, uh, you know, I, I, I would spend a lot of time sitting around in the agencies. Mind you, this is just as technology started to come in. Um, you know, computers were just being implemented. Now I'm really dating myself. But, uh, <laughs> it, it, you know, it was it, we learned on a different... I mean, everything was pencil and paper and drawn in. And, you know, I just spent a lot of time when I when I wasn't on castings or, or jobs and I just sat around an agency helping my agents and learning as much as I could. And it was just, yeah, it was just a natural progression at that point. But uh, yeah, you, you just fall into these kind of things, you know? Yeah. Well that, yeah, that's true. And while you were modeling, was it a very, did you have a very keen sense of the business of it? And you knew that was something you'd really like to get into or did that come later after you know, the modeling kind of ended, I guess. Um, no, I think, uh, I think it was always, I think it was always there. Like I said, yeah. I, um, you know, I, I love business. Um, even when I was younger, I think I started three or four, you know, uh, little businesses out of, out of my, uh, out of my house. Um, so I, you know, I've got that entrepreneurial spirit, um, it was just, like I said, it was it was really, I was going to go into banking, and I thought, oh my God, you know, after spending four years traveling the world, seeing all sorts of craziness, and and living a business, uh, I mean, the, the fashion, entertainment, uh, it's a completely different world, you know, I mean, right. you, you, you just don't compare that to, to, to a, uh, I don't know, a, a normal job, I don't know, can you right. say that? <laughs> yeah, I guess so, sure. <laughs> But yeah, no, I uh, I think I always knew I would want to stay on that side. Um, but uh, but yeah, until it was offered to me, and it was kind of like, oh, well, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I it, it's it's I don't know, it's it's weird. It's I, I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I understand. But, uh, it's it's not it's nonlinear, and it's I mean, yeah. I, you know, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but it's very entrepreneurial having to scout or you know manage scouters and the whole the whole you know maintaining multiple time zones where does this where does this entrepreneurial mindset come from for you do you attribute it to anyone uh no uh it's funny um yeah it's i'm actually right now i'm i'm back in my home city uh visiting family and we were just talking about this yesterday. Uh, I've got a few little nephews. Um, and so they're learning to play games and there's risks involved. And, you know, if you take a chance on taking this card, then you could lose everything. Anyway, it's a process. Um, and I have one nephew that, uh, is a big risk taker taker, but other than that, the entire family, uh, I don't, I don't know where it comes from. It, 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 I'm, I'm, I really am kind of like an anomaly in uh, how I was raised. Um, 
I, I don't I don't know. If you look at like I said, if you look at the family for the most part it's very safe. Everyone's, you know, it no one else would uh attempt certain things, but uh yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, the, the uh studying university and being scouted by this the mm-hmm. Italian agent. What was that what was that progression? Where where was that? Where were you scouted? What was the what was that ad- event? I was, um, so I went to school, uh, in a smaller city, uh, about an hour and a half outside of Toronto. Um, and I was up in Toronto just doing something one day and, and that's how it happened. I mean, when it comes to scouting, there's, there's different ways of obviously things happening. Um, and, and a lot more now, given the the fact that, you know, social media and the internet and, and all of that. Back, back when it happened for me, it was, I mean, you've got street scouts, which that's it. There's people that stand on the street and all they do is look at people and then approach them. So that's, that's how it really happened with me. And, um, yeah. And you were literally approached on the street. You're walking down the street, yeah. down, yeah. um, Queen <laughs> street in Toronto and they, they got you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What? Yeah. What Queen you- West. Oh yeah, it was. Oh, I was guessing. <laughs> That's great. What um, what do you love most about traveling? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I would have to say that's probably why I like to do the job as much as I do. Uh, it's not a typical lifestyle, and and you know, we, for me, what I love about the travel aspect is. Now, granted, I, you know, it's not like I'm going to any crazy uh, third world countries and, and you know, really uh, struggling. So, you know, my travels consist of um, you're staying in nice places. There's it's, it's, it's a nice city. Uh, everything is set up for you. Like I'll go in, for example, um when I managed the scouting for our New York and Paris company, I would fly around the world, uh, whether it be, you know, you go to Russia, you go to Sweden, you go to Bulgaria, uh, Holland. Um, when I fly in, I would then be in contact with the local agencies. The local agencies would basically be doing their street scouting in those areas. So basically it starts from a regional area. They find their talent there, all come in, all meet, the best talent out of those cities or that country um, and then decide whether, you know, they were strong enough for the New York or the, the Paris markets. Um, so it's not that my travels were, um, you know, I, I, it wasn't a difficult uh, travel arrangement. Um that being said, uh, there's a lot of instances where in certain Eastern European countries uh, where business is conducted a little differently than you would expect uh, from the, the Western civilizations or um, sure. certain players involved, which, you know, it, uh, a little bit of the, the black market area. Um, you know, there's I've crossed paths with like, it's it's crazy i mean you really it's 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 a funny funny business um 
there's a lot of money. Uh, it's it's youthful. It's full of beauty, um, and it's mysterious. I mean, people people think they know what it's about because they see a TV show, which you know whether it's America's Next Top Model or this or that. But I mean, that's that's not the industry. That's not how it works. I mean, that's made for TV kind of stuff. It's fun competitions that people can watch on a regular basis, but that's nowhere near what the, what the industry is like. So, um, I, yeah, what I like about travel now that I've just danced around the entire thing, uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably, I, I just, I like newness, you know, I, I don't sure. necessarily yeah. like routines to be, I don't like the monotony of it, you know? So it's, it's always something different. There's always something to, uh, to stimulate, um, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. I hopefully that answered your question. Do you have, yeah, it, no, it did. I mean, it also it also brought up a whole bunch more questions, which is exciting. Did you do you have a preference on you know metropolitan areas or beaches? Do you have any particular favorite spots that you've been to, or that you like to return to? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if we're going just off of. Um, uh, the best success rate on, you know, taking uh, a brand new kid, um, guy or girl, uh, and, you know, turning them into bona fide, uh, you know, uh, model or fashion uh, stars. Uh, right. I love Holland. Holland is, Holland's just genetically is, <laughs> they're just beautiful people. Sure. They're tall, um, healthy. Uh, it's all the bike riding. It's, you know, uh, but they're just, they're just, they're beautiful people. I don't know how else to say it. That Scandinavia is also a, a hotbed for, uh, for a lot of the talent. Um, beaches all have our, all have our street scouts, um, uh, and people like that, which will go walk around beaches and, and, and find people that way. Um, sporting events, school events, Anything that uh, that requires athleticism, you know, to, to a certain extent. Um, as I was saying, with, with Sweden and Scandinavia, um, you know, themselves, for instance, that is, that's a culture where most of the young girls growing up all ride horses. So the best place to be scouting in Scandinavia is horse shows. Uh, it's just, it's, it's like watching in America, you know, uh, athletic girls or tall girls who could play basketball or volleyball or that kind of sport. So, sure. you know, these are kind of things where, where, where you look at, um, it changes, it changes the cultures, it changes with, uh, nationalities. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're going to go to Brazil, the beach, you go to the beach, <laughs> you know, right, but, right. but, uh, but yeah, yeah. So. How, what have, you, what have you learned about negotiating and how have you gotten better? Uh, <laughs> negotiating. Um, again, it comes down to this is an in international business. Uh, so it's really, it's understanding the person, uh, you're dealing with. Sure. Um, and I think, you know, in any negotiation, it's it's smart to understand you know where the value is placed. So obviously, you know what you want and, and what is valued to you, 
But when you're negotiating with your counterpart, it's understanding what's, what their mindset is. So, and how you can drive value from that. Um, when I deal with, and, and this is an example that I, I give often because people do uh, ask about the negotiation aspect, um, especially with us. I mean, if, it, if you look at our talent, um, it's kind of like recruiting for college sports, you know? Uh, when you've got a star, they can, I mean, what's the difference they sign with LSU or they sign with uh, Florida or, you know, I, I mean, they're all going to get an education. Uh, they're all going to play with a uh, Division One uh, team. Um, so how do you persuade someone to sign with you as opposed to your competitor? Uh, the other thing is, you know, when you deal with, for instance, Japan, when you deal with Japanese people, they don't say no. So, you know, if you don't understand how they negotiate and if someone says yeah maybe that would work and you take it as oh, okay i think we're going somewhere a maybe is a japanese no okay. a yes is a yes a maybe is a no they just it, they find it rude to say no to somebody uh whereas when you deal with finnish people you have to be very very direct you cannot allude to anything you cannot dance around a subject it has to be blunt and to the point so you have to say, I will do this for you. You need to do this for me. And that is how you negotiate there. You can't say, well, if you were to do this, this would probably happen. You know, so it's, there's, there's different techniques based on, uh, the, again, the cultures that you're dealing with. So um, other, than, other than that, it's, you know, it's, it's a big international business, but it's also quite small. It's the same people involved that control major, major parts. So, I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's the same as what, what you're used to. I mean, if you've got studio heads or this or that, the industry is huge, but there's key people that you're constantly dealing with all the time and that hold certain power. Um, so that's really the same as us. It, it's having that relationship with people, uh, maintaining it, and then understanding how individual cultures uh, uh, they themselves uh, negotiate and, and what's acceptable and what isn't. So, has it gotten easier? No. Okay. no. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I mean, it, it, it's gotten easier in the sense that uh, you do it long enough and you understand the ins and outs, and you know, again, you've developed rapport and relationships with people over years and years and years. So, yeah, is it easier now for me than what it was? you know, when I first started uh, 20 years ago, absolutely. But the industry is constantly changing uh, with technology and everything. I mean, not just our industry, every industry, but um, you've constantly got to be looking at uh, how you can improve um, agencies and, and management companies pop up, you know, all the time um so it's, it's just it's it's more and more competition uh but yeah it's it, so it's it's easier than what it was when i was first learning uh but there's it, it's it's not it's not a walk in the park there, there's there's walk there's work constantly 
Well, yes, and I think it's. I think those are great points you're bringing up. Depending on which you know culture you're communicating with, it's it's different. You know, the same words have different meanings, even just from yeah. uh, politeness standpoint. Do you have or did you have mentors that have taught you um, significant amounts? Does anything stand out in your mind? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, I think I think for for me, maturity wise, I think you just you you start to. I think it's a natural progression as you mature. You start to see things differently, and and you you view stuff differently. So, um, you know, it, 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 I at the beginning. Um, and even now, I mean, I, I try to not talk as much as I listen. Um, I, I mean, I think it's good advice in life in general. I mean, you, you learn from listening, you don't learn from talking. So, um, I, I like to hear people out. I like to, you know, look at things from other perspectives. Um, and again, that's where the travel comes in. You, you, it's, almost getting out of your uh, your regular box and seeing things from a different perspective but um, yeah I, I would say there's a few people that were very key um, in my growth um, it's the tough thing now <laughs> for talking about that sure. is because a, a lot of what's happened, um, in the past, and I'm sure, I mean, you know it from, from, uh, TV and film as well. Business as usual has changed dramatically, uh, over the past few years, decades. Um, what happened back in the seventies, it wouldn't fly now, you know? And, and so you, right. you get, I've got a few people that were, great mentors in the help in the sense of helping me understand the business and, and that sort of thing. Um, but I, I, you know, I don't look to them for, uh, how to put this. Um, I'm trying not to put my foot in my mouth for this. No, I know. And it makes sense though, because you're bringing up good points here, you know, that it's outdated. Some of the previous yeah, deals yeah, I mean, are out, uh, could be outdated. You know, they introduced you to people, but, you know, communication has evolved, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. Absolutely. I mean, you look at, uh, for, for instance, um, you know, John Casablancas. I don't know if you know that name at all. Um, he, was, uh, he was the guy that um, created Elite Model Management. Uh, way back in the time. Now, this is going years, years back. This is in the 70s. Um, so, uh, you know, it, your listeners are going to hear elite model management. They're going to know the name. It's a different entity. Uh, you know, right. the, the company is split between their European and their uh, American operations. Anyway, so let's get past, don't think of elite model management as that elite. But, you know, he was a guy that he, I mean, he began his career at Coca-Cola in Brazil. He spoke six different languages, but he was also known for a playboy. Back in the day, it was okay. Nowadays, you know, you're vilified. Um, so that's the kind of thing I mean. 
you know, I, I had a lot of respect and I learned a lot from him and those kind of people. But the way I approach situations and, you know, business and pleasure, I, I kind of draw a very distinct line uh, as opposed to some of those older, uh, older people back in the day. Um, another big uh, person for me was a woman named, or is a woman named, she's still alive, um, Natalie uh, Couton, which she, um, she gave me my first job in Paris. I stayed with her for, I think, 12 years through the business. She started under John Casablancas at Elite uh, Paris as well before forming her own company. Um, and she, I mean, she was, uh, and continues to be. I still work with her. Uh, she's now the uh, uh, chief executive officer of uh, women management out of, uh, out of Paris. So um, we do a lot of work. Uh, still talk to her quite often. But, yeah, I mean, I grew, I grew up with her with her and to, learning it from a woman uh i think also gave me uh, an advantage um at the time so an advantage in communicating with uh, female models or just getting the communicate I, I think yeah i think well i think it uh, one seeing the business from a from a different perspective uh, and and a strong woman at that um which Back at that time, they were quite few. Uh, it was a very male-driven uh, um, industry. Um, you know, good or bad, like I said. Yeah, I mean, we all are aware of what the 70s and and uh, yeah. what that was like. So, um, but I think with, with her, it was really, it, again, yeah, just understanding from a woman's side and someone, you know, a powerful woman that, grew up there um it, it allowed me to just have a different perspective i think and just kind of counterbalance you know the different sides of of how people perceived or saw the industry and it, yeah yeah this is you know that I, makes sense. I appreciate you bringing this up and being willing to talk about it because you're you're a great guy <laughs> and I think it's very interesting to hear, you know, what you learned in the past to how you operate and what, you know, what you took and what you disregarded from there. And it's having a keen sense of, you know, self-respect and respect for other humans. And I think you have a very yeah. high value on that. And I can feel it when I talk to you. And I think yeah. it's I think it's fantastic, you know, that you're willing to talk about how you distilled information that, you know, <laughs> may not be proper business practices to now. Plus, a lot yeah. of parents have to have a lot of trust with you and for you to be taking, you know, 18-year-old girls, you know, from Belgium to Paris, from Paris to New York for these modeling opportunities. And I'm curious, you know, yeah. what are your views on trust and portraying that and conveying it to yeah. parents? Does yeah, no, anything come to mind? Absolutely. I mean, there's, I've had times where, you know, I've been at an airport uh, going somewhere and I've spotted a uh, young uh, girl that has potential to be a model. So the way I approach um, those situations are obviously uh, if you, I mean, you can usually gauge if someone is under the age of 16, um, 
for the most part. So usually the, the young ones, uh, I try to deal directly with parents. So if I see them first, I'll ask if their parents are around or could you, you know, introduce me to your parents. If there isn't a parent there, uh, I'll give my information. Um, I, I don't ask for phone numbers or anything like that because it can get weird. But it, I try to get, like, at least an email so I can... The problem is a lot of times when you scout someone and they really could be a model, they really don't know they could be a model and they kind of just disregard it. Um, so I like to have that follow-up that says, listen, you know, like, let's have a conversation. Let's see if it's something that would be interesting to you because you, you do have the potential to do it. So I deal with the parents directly that way. Um, I like to think of it as if I had... Uh, if I had a daughter or I had a son, how would I want to be dealt with? Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I've had parents tell me off before, um, <laughs> as yeah. if I was, you know, there to steal young children or whatever. And, you know, at that point I just say, it's, here's my card. You can see what we do. I understand if it's not of interest for you, you know, it's not for everyone, but, uh, you know, at least check it out. Um, yeah, so it's, 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 and it can be a little, it can be tough. I mean, it, it is again, uh, how do I say this? Um, it's easier for women, uh, to scout. Um, they're more interested in becoming the model? Well, no, I, I mean, sorry, it's easier for uh, a woman scout to find talent as opposed to a male. Um, and that's simply just due to uh, the optics um, in the sense of, I, I know, I, I mean, I know a bunch of scouts all over the world, but some of them, it's, they're super nice people, by the way. But it, when you first meet them, you go, oh my, you know, I, I know some guys that are in Russia that look like they're KGB killers. I'm like, how could any parent hand over their child to you? You know, like, I mean, this right. is just crazy. So it, it's, it's a lot easier when, uh, someone is approached by a woman just because it, it it's, um, you know what I mean? It's yes. Just, yeah. No, there's more of a motherly <laughs> figure. It's more trusting. It's more eternal. Exactly. It's not a, a so, guy saying you have a lot of talent. I can make you money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's a, yeah it's a exactly. What uh, yeah, and, you know it's, it's, it's sorry sorry go ahead no no you first you first. Uh, I was just gonna say that it's it's you know it's 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 a great business it's fun it's there's you know, nothing's ever constant there's always stuff going on, um, but it is it's one of those things where uh, for a male in trying to think of any other profession where women uh, are paid more than men. And I don't think, I, I think our industry is the only one that does it right now. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of who else would be, uh, but our industry is the only legit industry where, yeah, women, I mean, we're talking about a, a, a pay difference of, you know, three, four, five times. Wow. So when you look at these women that are making, you know, three, four, five million dollars a year, you know, their counterpart for a male is you're looking at about, 
I mean, like I said, a fifth of that. It's just yeah. it's so. And being a man in the business too, you just got to be very careful. And this is where you were saying, you know, how do parents trust and this and that. You've got to, I mean, you've got to understand who the person is and you've got to know them a, a bit. Um, but it is, I'm very cautious about reputation. Um, and, you know, it's, it can be very dangerous, again, to get, you know, to let your personal life cross over into the professional. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. So if you, yes. If you, if you, if you <laughs> No, this so is, I, I, it's I, huge I, in theater. I, you know, you're working with you know male yeah. and female ensemble, character, cast members, whatever. You know, you guys are all together. There's a lot of dating in theater among cast members. And, yeah. you know, yeah. it took yeah. me until after a year or two after college to realize, like, okay, that's not something I'm going to do. It creates more drama, and it can affect your reputation because things get emotional. You know, so, you, no, it's just being intelligent. Yeah. You know, it's just like it's an intelligent form of dating to not mix, you know, work and play, you know? And these are like, we yeah. make jokes about it, but you're bringing up a really great point to have that line. It, way, way more success can come to you because <laughs> you're not, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's, that's the thing. I mean, it's, uh, you know, we're in a business of image. That's all that's, that's all we do is we sell image, you know, it's, uh, everything that those girls or guys are doing. It's, based off of you're playing a character to sell a brand and the image that they want to portray at that at that point but it i mean it goes it goes for um everything else i mean for for me um personally uh, again if, if you don't want to um have a narrative that's negative now again you can't control everything that people say and regardless of you know, right. uh, true or not, there's always people that are going to, you know, spin something, especially when you're, you know, again, in a business where it's almost like you're, you know, it's a high school where it's the same people over and over again, of course, rumors and all that gets fun. But yeah. I just, again, I like to err on the side of caution and you know what? It's <laughs> don't, don't get, uh, don't get yourself in any kind of position that could cause, you know, uh, any negative backlash. So it's uh, kind of the way I've tried to, you know, handle my business. Yeah. For 20 years. And, it, <laughs> and it's working. <laughs> but, that's, you know, that's the... That, so far, so good. So far, so good, right? <laughs> that's the... Yeah. That's a big... That's a great point, though, that you bring up. Because, yeah, you know, when you're around... And this was a whole joke in, you know, a lot of productions i've been in it's like you know you're oh there's a whole bunch of pretty people you know everyone's so pretty oh you know making jokes and this whole and it's become a really big conversation with you know and sexual harassment just the the programs that they give each you know theatrical company in terms of explaining you know even if someone's okay with the joke doesn't mean they're actually okay with the joke so to really understand that to have that separation of this is work you know i i remember back to our lunch in New York that, you know, when we were eating, you had uh, everyone at the table talking way more than you were. And I know you said earlier you learn more from listening than talking. And I think it's a fantastic trait because the more you have someone talking 
to you, the more they like you because of that interest level. You know, um, they're interested. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's common sense. I mean, that makes sense. I'm curious, how has that been cultivated, part one? Part two, when you're approaching uh, a new model who's erring on the side of interest, you know, and they want to be in volleyball or basketball or they're horseback riding, how do you, mm-hmm. you know, in a very blunt way, quote unquote, close the deal or cultivate that <laughs> trust? Because I know it's, you know, oh, you can make a lot of money, you'd be pretty, people take your picture. That's a big selling point to someone. <laughs> but yeah. what is that? What is yeah. that dialogue? You know, what are the parents usually saying? What are their worries and concerns? Yeah. Uh, it's a big well, question. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, that, that, that's a broad one. Uh, yeah. But I think, I think in, in general, um, you know, the, the majority of concerns on the parent side is obviously, and, you know, let's, let's assume that we're talking about a 16, 17, or an 18-year-old, um, is really... Uh, you know, well, I, I want them to have their education and they, you know, they need to do this, this, and this. And, of course, you've got to sit and discuss whatever rumor or idea that they've had, uh, true or false, from TV or whatever, of what the industry is, um, first and foremost. So they either think it's, you know, a horrible industry where, you know, uh, everything's just crazy or they have no idea about it. So... One, uh, the first thing is educating them on, you know, the realities to the business. Um, second is understanding that uh, it's not a either-or situation. Um, you can do school. You can model at the same time. Uh, then we have to get into the area of, you know, how much potential that model has. There's, you know, there's a guy or a girl that... Uh, can work locally and make, you know, $100,000 a year or so. And then there are other ones that are at a level uh, and potential that they could really be superstars and, you know, make those seven figures for multiple, multiple years. So we approach it differently. Uh, I don't like to sell any, I don't like to sell anyone on, you know, pipe dreams or anything like that. I'm very realistic uh, up front um, with what is to be expected. Um, and then other than that, it, it really comes down to listening. And it's just understanding that everyone isn't the same. Everyone has their concerns, um, whether they're legitimate or, or not, but they need to be addressed. Uh, and then, yeah, it's it, it's... It's a process. It, it, it's something where, you know, you, you've got to have that feedback loop, and that's constantly where, you know, um, you're explaining something to them. They give you feedback. You understand where they're at at that point. You move forward from there, and then it's just kind of like baby steps. We've got one girl, for, for instance, uh, she's French, um, moved to Montreal for school, and I found her at a mall I was walking through at Christmas time. And again, she thought I was a horrible person and the fashion industry is disgusting and you know, it's just it's it's horrible, horrible thing. I spent a couple months convincing her to at least come into the agency to have a real conversation. Otherwise, you know, I wasn't gonna stop calling her. <laughs> so she finally came in 
we sat down, she started to learn that, you know, the business is not exactly what she thought it was. This is, you know, we're now two and a half years into this and, you know, she's one of the most motivated uh, models we have um, and working very well. And I mean, she, she tells me once every couple months, she's like, I am so glad that you were so persistent with me. I had no idea what I was talking about. I thought I knew what I was talking about, but I had no idea what I was talking about. So I'm so happy that you actually, you know, you kept on. So it's, it's one of those things, you know, it's, um, it's, yeah, it, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's weird. I don't, I don't even know how else to explain it. You know? <laughs> I think you're doing a great job. I think it's also interesting to see the, okay, the long game of it. You know, it takes a while. It's a long game. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you have to keep at it. Are there common themes among, I guess, models you've worked with um, that you see repetitive, the top performers, common themes of the top performing models in terms of personality or, you know, kindness or what have you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it is, now this is, again, you know, just to give you an idea of how this works, um, the job is, yeah, okay, first and foremost, looks. You know, that's that's where it starts. So to be a model, um, it's about your physical appearance. But that being said, there's for every pretty girl, there's another 3,000 around the world that are just as pretty or just as handsome as that other guy. Right. So what makes the difference between, you know, that next level supermodel and that model kind of thing? And that really comes down to um, the personality. Uh, so, sure, you want nice people. You want people that uh, appreciate things, that know how to speak uh, kindly to other people. Um, I dealt with many, many, many personalities. Uh, some, you know, obviously more likable than others, but the ones that were very successful, whether they were nice people to begin with or, or not, they understood it as a business and they understood the importance of them selling themselves. So even some of the girls that I just, you know, you just don't like, they're just not likable people. Mm. They could turn it on for clients and you would go, that's a professional. She knows exactly what she's doing. She knows what's important, the relationships, how to cultivate them, how to keep them moving, how to keep people interested. If you're going on a job, you got a, a beautiful, let's take a beautiful girl. It doesn't take any genius for her to book multiple first jobs. What's important is those follow-ups. So you right. can work once for Vogue or this or that, but they need to keep booking you. So if you're on a shoot with uh, clients and you've got a whole team there, photographer, hair, makeup, you've got your assistants, you've got your production, you've got your director, you've got all of that. And you're there for five days on you know, some island and they don't like you as a person. Why? I mean, they could pick anyone else to spend five days with. So why would they, why would they use you? You know, kind of thing. So it's, it's understanding that in front of the camera, that's your job. But even when the camera's off, it's those relationships there are what you need to keep going 
um, you know, for that for that future success. So it's 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 interesting watching who gets it really quickly, who doesn't, um, and then we obviously help coach along the way. But uh, but yeah, it's, it's a business where I mean, I can have I can have somebody that was going through to be a doctor and is extremely extremely intelligent um and then i've had other ones that you know couldn't care less about uh any educational value but are insanely creative so it's it's these personalities it's it's not like one personality fits it's uh you, you couldn't fit it into like you would say that's a group of models guess what the personalities would be like you know whereas if you're sitting there and you go to law school you get a pretty good idea of what that class is like, you know, it's a, right. uh, it's a mindset as opposed to, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I think I do you. It's the idea of knowing that what you're going into with a class, like the, the course outline, you haven't, you know what you're getting yourself into as opposed to working with each individual yeah. model. You don't know until you work with them, who they'll be. And that's yeah. the main selling point of yeah, the, exactly. re- the rebooking because they're nice. Yeah. That's, yeah, this is. And then if you look at, uh, sorry, go sorry? On. sorry, sorry, go on. <laughs> I was, I, I was going to say, you know, for, for instance, someone that wants to be, or someone that wants to be a lawyer, it's, it, it, there's a certain mentality to that, um, that you expect. Or if you walk into a business class, you know, it's, they're they're all very similar in kind of their um, their mentality. Whereas when you've got something based on your looks, it's it you can have so many different demeanors. Um, you know, you, you can't just base someone's personality off of just how they look. Kind of kind of thing. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And the the. So new- it's all walks away. It really is, and the name that comes to mind, and I, I listened to, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Tim Ferriss, he wrote 4-Hour Workweek, he's kind of an entrepreneurial guy. Um, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, yeah, yeah. had yeah, yeah. Carly Kloss on his podcast, and okay, Carly, yeah. he has his assistant do the, all this background work and research on who he's going to interview, and on the top of this stack of papers of Carly Kloss's, you know, the, her file, you know, that he's going to ask her about, there was a post-it note and it said she might be the nicest person on the entire planet based on everyone he's <laughs> talked to. And that was like on a yellow post-it note on top of all of this information of her background. And I can't help but think yeah. that is a determining factor in success. Huge. It's huge. Uh, Carly, I mean, Carly is a very, very nice person. Um, and she's done extremely well for herself and she's very entrepreneurial. She, I mean, she, she is, she, she's great. There's nothing I would ever say bad. Um, but when you look at her, she's not a standard model. You would not, she does, she's, I mean, so to give you a bit of reference, what the ideal measurements for a female model, if we're looking at high fashion runway, can kind of do everything. Um, the ideal height you're looking at is 5'10 to 5'11, 5'11 and a half. That's your ideal area that, that you're rolling. Now, I mean, this is like any bell curve. Uh, you've got the large majority that fits 
within you know that that um, that target uh, measurement, but then you've got the uh, outliers. Um, for example, Kate Moss. Kate Moss. I mean, if you look at her on paper, she never should have been a model at all. She's. I mean, she's barely five seven. Huh. You know, Carly Kloss is on the other side of the spectrum. She's six two. I mean, I think she might even be six two and a half. That's huge. That right. typically does not work. But you know, this is where it it doesn't necessarily fit into the box, and this is where she has been incredible in understanding. Um, you know how she's just she she's understood what motivates and what drives people. Now, of course, she's extremely beautiful. I'm not, you know, we're not talking about just some random person that walked off the street and they're like, oh, she's got a nice personality. Let's make her a supermodel. You know, that's right. not how it works. But, you know, this is, that's what she's done. She's, I mean, she's, she's, yeah, she's, she's, she's very successful, very kind, very nice. I mean, I don't, I don't know anyone that would say anything bad about Carly. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of models out there that uh, people are like, "Oh God, I can't wait for her success to stop because she's a horrible person." Man. But you know, Carly's not one of them. No, yeah, and I, you're bringing up another great point. It's that entrepreneurial, you know, the self. It's the self promotion. You know, even though yeah. you're booking these gigs, it's what are you doing in your off time? What are you doing to build your yeah. own image, your own personal exactly. image? Uh, as we wrap up here, I'm curious, is there, are there hobbies? Is there anything you get to do besides the modeling world? Do you have other <laughs> passion projects? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm big into sports. Uh, you know, my pastime when I'm not doing business related, uh, modeling, uh, fashion stuff is um, I, I'm a hockey fanatic. I'll uh, I'll go to every hockey game I can. I'll watch any game. It doesn't even make even when I'm in France. I'll go watch you know French play hockey. It's 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 what I love. Other than that, um, as I said to you, I I, I do I'm very entrepreneurial. Uh, there's actually uh, I own a, another company that's launching. It's a it's a hot sauce so completely different from, yeah. <laughs> from the fashion business oh, but yeah. uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've got i've got some, some side ventures that that happen and you know i like to do collaborations with uh, i've got a few friends that are in um you know not the model side but the uh the talent side as as you uh in the film and tv so um yeah i mean for me i i i just i I don't know. I like to, I like to facilitate things and, and manage and I, you know, yeah, I'll always be starting creating things and doing that kind of stuff. Oh, and I build. I like to build stuff. What? Oh my goodness. What about you Oh, goodness. Oh, just don't say uh, uh, a bar table for out on the deck. Um, but, I mean, nice. Just getting the process of I'm um, I'm going to be building a log cabin on a lake oh my by myself. <laughs> so yeah, so it's uh, I decided you know if I'm going to do a project, might as well make it real, real big, uh, or real complicated, and uh, I'll build myself a uh, cabin so I can fish. 
Jeez, <laughs> that, that might be the perfect. This might be the perfect time to be doing something like that. Hey, exactly, exactly. It's oh, uh, the dichotomy of my of my life. I, uh, you know, on one side you sit there and you gallivant around the world, globe trotting, and you know, yeah. living this crazy, interesting thing. And then, you know, when I'm outside of that, I put me in the middle of the forest on a lake and no one around me and I'm good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. Well, this has yeah. been this has been an absolutely wonderful conversation. I'm so glad yeah. that we could take this time yeah. and learn and I could learn more about, you know, the, the back end of the business, so to speak. Stuff that's not typically talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. No, it's, it's fun. It's fun to chat. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's really, it's really interesting to hear, you know, what what drives you, and how you go about <laughs> operating. Well, hopefully, it's interesting for your your uh, listeners as well. Oh, I'm. Sh- I mean, I, I imagine they will love it. I final question for you: Is there, you know, with all these themes we've talked about today, is there a a word or a phrase that you would put on a billboard for millions of people to see? It can be a, a story, a quote, a word. Does anything come to mind? Oh, you know what? Oh, God. I knew that was coming through. <laughs> uh, top of my head, I'd say humility. Humility, yeah. I just, I, I, I think, you know, now more than ever, I just don't take things too seriously. You know, it's just. You got to be able to laugh and, and appreciate things, and uh, just be a goof sometimes. And you know what? It's, it's just yeah, just appreciate things. Don't take life too seriously, and and uh, yeah, just uh, just don't stress. You know. Well, I appreciate you sharing your your slice of humility with us and humanity, and the understanding <laughs> of you know. How you know your demeanor? It's it's wonderful, and it's wonderful to get that information that you've you know you've cultivated over time. It's just it's been really it's been a really great conversation, Michael. Is there anything else you want to add before we end here today? Uh, no. Um, I think uh, you know, just everyone hang in there. Obviously, but I don't know when you're going to actually air this, but uh, I don't think our situation is going to change uh, too quickly over the next uh, little while. But uh, yep. You know, life goes on and, and, you know, help each other out and just, yeah, just just let it be, you know, have fun. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Michael Lord. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another Curiosity Conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.